Hello and welcome to Ascended Queens, you guys. We are back for another episode. Welcome. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm this super is, excited. Yeah, this is part two of our getting to know you episode. So obviously last episode we were talking all about ourselves. It was light. It was fun. <laughs> Jessica was being ratchet per usual. Per usual. having no sense. <laughs> None. But I love you for it. It's okay. I appreciate that. You know. <laughs> so this is Ascended Queens. I'm Jessica Spencer. And I'm Jermaine Nichols. Hope you and guys are having an amazing day. Yes. It's just going to be, I mean, the weather tonight or today is, is nice. I think it's ready for this type of a conversation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it totally is. And I'm actually drinking a glass of wine. It's probably the first time yes. I've done this while we're recording. So, oh you know, God. I'm just sat in the mood over here. I love it. I'm, I might have a, a glass of champs after this. I'm not yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking you about. You know we love our champs. That's like, we're bougie. We're bougie bitches. We love our champagne. <laughs> we do. And it keeps you, it keeps you right. And young. I right? Feel like <laughs> it's a good balance. We're all about that balance of the masculine energy and the feminine and yeah. dark and light and all of that. So that's what champagne does. It keeps you right there in the middle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, it's a burst of joy in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you couldn't have said it better. I would definitely say the same thing. <laughs> oh, man. We can go so many places with that, but we won't. No. Okay. Keep it, let's keep it PG. Right. Otherwise, we'll be going into like our sex episode because that's coming soon, you guys, too. I'm really it excited is. about that. I know, Jessica, you're scared. That's going right. to be in like maybe four episodes or so, but you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know me. I'm always like, I don't know why I act so bashful about this. Right? Things. So funny. Right? I don't know. You guys, yeah. she sits up here and tries to act like she is such a prude when her ass <laughs> is just as freaky as me. So it's okay. I mean. <laughs> Just not publicly, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more. It's always the quiet ones that it's are like. It's always the quiet freaks. ones. Yes. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. I mean, I've done some. Okay. That's another show. <laughs> That's another show. <laughs> are you sure you haven't been drinking champagne? I have not. Okay. No. I'm just checking, making sure. I don't know. I know. I almost went there. <laughs> scared myself. <laughs> I just shut myself up. Oh, my quick. gosh. Shut her down. Oh, man. Shut her down. <laughs> um, so last episode, right, was like Jermaine said, it was our first episode of question and answers. And you guys asked and we answered and it was awesome. I love it. And we saved this one because these questions were more in depth for sure. So we're very excited to give it its due time. Yes. And we're both, these are some deep questions, but we're both going to go off the dome because we wanted it to be like very fresh and just how we're currently feeling and answering and responding to these questions. Yes, 100%. Right? Okay, so I'm going to go. So this is the first question. Well, these are all your questions. because These are all my all questions. All the questions yes. last time were all of my followers. Like, <laughs> that shows you the difference between <laughs> our followers. So my followers clearly are the ones who are like, are you single? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> y'all must be trying to get it. 
I don't know. Right. <laughs> Ain't I nobody mean, getting it. I told y'all, I'm single as shit. So I'd be over here with my cat. None of y'all be like trying to actually ask girl out. Y'all just be scary. So it's cool. She's she's letting you know a little something. <laughs> she's like, well, and I also want to preface it by saying that there is, you know, one person that definitely asked a few of these questions that Ooh. were very deep. Nice. Um, yeah. So nice. Right, we're gonna let's jump into this. Let's go. All right. So this is uh, the, a lot of these are multifaceted questions. So what is the purpose of life? Mm. Why are we here? Mm. Has God ever spoken to you? Mm. What form does it come in? What was the message? And when did you start becoming aware of your spirituality? Oh my gosh. <laughs> are you going to go first or do you want me to go Ooh, first? That's I'll take like, it. Okay. I mean, like, that's literally so many questions in one. Like, I feel like I, I wouldn't even, like, I would obviously just go down the line, but holy crap, that's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I'm going to try and be as, like, thorough, but but brief as possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is the purpose of life? I don't know that any one person can necessarily answer that. Right. Um, I'll say what I feel, I always see beings and human beings as being transmitters. And so I see like all of life being like a tree and the trunk of the tree, I feel is what we would call God and God duplicated itself and branched itself out into life itself that we, that it's named you and me and Jenny and Sam and whatever. <laughs> right. And so it then recycles itself, right? So then it, it grows and it flourishes and it blossoms and then some of the leaves eventually fall away, but then they go back to the earth and they recycle again. And so it's like God experiencing itself through all of us and branching itself out. So every time we experience a life, we're literally transmuting back to our source what it was to live that life, what, mm. it was, what it was to feel pain, what it was to feel love, what it was to feel joy, hatred, anger, anxiety, depression, mm -hmm. um, because I think as being a divine being or an energetic being, you don't experience necessarily emotions so, or energy in motion, right? So I think that it gets to experience those things until it's experienced it enough. And then at that point, we've evolved beyond that paradigm mm. Of, mm -hmm. of experience. So that's, <laughs> so I'm going to say that. Um, has God ever spoken to me? Of course. I think God speaks to everybody or the universe, whatever it is. Um, I get most of my communications in the dream state. Mm. Um, I can think a thought or, you know, an, or a question. And I usually get the answer that same day before I go to sleep. I just kind of really meditate on that thought before I go to sleep and make sure it's very clear in my mind. And I'll usually dream the answer. Sometimes they're a lot more complicated. I can also wake myself up in, in my dreams sometimes, which you call lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. And I will ask questions in my dreams. So I'm sure my, my spirit guides and stuff are like, oh my God, here she comes. Like, <laughs> here she goes again. I, yes, because I'm, I'm like, what is life? What is, what is, how do you, what's a parallel reality? It's like I try to, like when I know I'm awake in the dream and I'm, I'm the being called Jessica, but I'm awake and I'm able to control what's happening and ask, I ask everything. Mm. Um, I also just from speaking, things come to me or you can call them downloads or epiphanies. Um, so that's why I write a lot. Uh, so those are the forms that it comes in. What was the message? Um, I've seen what parallel realities are. Mm. 
Um, I have gotten answers on time or if it's an illusion or not, or relationships or, um, your twin flame, your twin flame or very, (laughs) you know, a lot of deep things that I can't even, I started writing very deeply when I was like 21. So I'd have to go back and I have all these notes, but, Mm. um, everything from like light to darkness or what is like, uh, I guess you could call it sacred geometry. I didn't call it that back then. Mm. Um, things like that would come to me. Okay. And when did you, when did you start becoming aware of your spirituality? Um, uh, very early on, I had to have been like, I'll say this. I remember one instance before I could walk, like being a baby in the middle of my parents' bed and I could look, I could see the room, but from above the room Mm. and I saw what was going on. Um, and I remember this incident very well that happened between my mom and my dad, and I shouldn't have been able to know it. Like my mm. mom is like, how did you, how could you, how could you remember that? You couldn't even walk. Like you weren't even one. Um, and so obviously at that point I couldn't say, oh, this is what spirituality is. But mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I looked back and on that, I knew that like, okay, that was something that was not quote unquote normal to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, <laughs> that was that really long broken up question. Um, and so Jermaine. That's amazing. I mean, I love, I love that. Obviously I know all these things too, because me and Jessica, again, we started this podcast because we just have these such deep in-depth conversations on a regular basis. Yes. Um, all the time. I didn't know about you being a kid and having that experience. That's so amazing. Yeah, I think it's, the, you know, because I stayed in the state of inquisitiveness, mm-hmm. um, I'm able to kind of like, there was this movie, I don't know if people remember Minority Report, but mm-hmm. Tom Cruise was in it and he used to have, there was like this, um, they could detect things that would happen in the future, right? So there yeah. was this, like this wall that he could move with his fingers and it was almost like a touch screen wall where they could like kind of push through your life with his fingers and see what was going to project what you might do. Mm, Though mm-hmm. I think sometimes when things come to me, it's almost like a Polaroid film mm. where if I want to remember something in my mind, it looks like that. And sometimes I'll literally put my fingers up and kind of sift through like, okay, not like when I'm trying to remember a dream, I'll have to like get my, um, I'm going to give you guys an exercise too. That's coming to me that I do when you stare off, like you kind of zone out, and you're looking at something, but you're not, you're looking through it or past it. And you almost get like a double vision. When you do that, you can actually like be in a state of meditation and you can actually like tap in and ask questions at that point too. Yeah. And you can, you can um, see what someone's wearing. I like, I'll do that sometimes with my mom or friends. Like I'll, I'll see what they're wearing and let's say they're at home or at work or whatever. And I'll text them and ask them like, Hey, did you, did you wear this today? Or did, are you doing this? I got these words that came to me. So it's a good way that you can practice some of your gifts too. I don't know why that came to me, <laughs> but um, I'll say that like staying inquisitive and not allowing other people to define life for you mm-hmm. or to define God for you yes. or love or whatever it is. And just, you know, don't get rigid in belief systems. If you want to be even spirituality, don't be rigid and think that there's only one way of coming to any conclusion. Yes. Um, or one way of practicing spirituality, because as soon as you do, <laughs> the universe will test you on it. <laughs> 100%. Test you and say, oh, so that's what you think this is. Okay, cool. Right. So let's see. So what about this right. over there, and how do you feel about that? Right. Yeah. Right. And and it can be in the form of a 
rude a awakening, person, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ooh, yes. A challenge. Oh my gosh, such a challenge. Yeah. I love that. I love that you said inquisitive. Like, obviously, I'll get into answering this question too because I feel like I, I definitely relate with the fact that you said um, being inquisitive that you've always been really inquisitive. You know, um, yeah. and I definitely relate to that because for me as a person, I think coming onto this earth. Um, you know, when my mom was giving birth to me, it was like a little bit mm. more of a challenging birth. I was the second child. Um, mm. and so I guess my mom had like really major complications and she actually could have, uh, like died. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, cause my mom also has some like, you know, uh, ailments and issues with her own personal body. Um, and so mm. I find that very interesting. So even, I mean, this isn't something I was conscious of, but my mom said she just felt like this very interesting energy, like coming from me within her. Mm. Um, and so even within my name of who I am and what my name is and what it means. So my name is Jermaine, obviously. Um, she didn't name me Jermaine because she wanted me to be a boy or if they thought I was going to be a boy. It had nothing to do that with that. Um, they actually did think I was a boy early on in her pregnancy. Um but my name would have been Austin instead of Jermaine. So, um, mm. yeah. So as a girl, my name was always going to be Jermaine. And um, she was naming me Jermaine after St. Jermaine. Um, Saint, mm. Yes. So St. Jermaine is the saint. He is, like, considered, like, the freedom saint. He was all about free thinking. Um, he is also, like, within the spiritual realm he is considered like the giver of the violet flame and all of that and we can get into that on a, on another episode we definitely want to dive more into spirituality and talk about the different basics and stuff like that in terms of what all of those things mean but um just to give you like a little background on that i would say that is definitely um in terms of like i'm going out of order in terms of answering these questions by hey. the way <laughs> Let it flow. Right? I'm just going in terms of how it comes to me. So yeah. I would say that's kind of like the very beginning of me. Um, but my own personal awareness, um, I don't know. I would definitely say very young as well. Um, I don't have a specific instance that I kind of remember. I had some very interesting um, things happen as a child. Like I almost died. Um, I was drowned when I was like two years old. Um, and I remember mm. that vividly, um, which is weird because those early memories, like that young, like you shouldn't remember those things like one or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like those are things you really shouldn't remember, but it's interesting when you do. Um, and I, I remember like almost drowning and just, you know, being very aware of what life meant in those mm. moments, you know? Um, but, you know, I didn't drown. Uh, my, my mom saved me. And um, mm. I actually didn't even go on to be afraid of the water. Because I know sometimes wow. having experiences like that traumatize kids or just yeah, trauma. that happened to me. Yeah, traumatize yeah. people in general. But for me, I, for whatever reason, was just always very curious of the water. And it, like, in turn, my mom, like, put me in swim lessons because I was always very curious of the water. I wanted to swim. Like I, I just wanted to be in the water. So it's interesting, even in terms of that, like that has to come from like a past life or something. I was probably a mermaid or I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I would say that was kind of more of the beginning. My dad's mom. So obviously in the last episode, was it the last episode? So 
the beginning episode of this year talking about like 2019, I talked about my dad. Um, what I didn't say was like, so his mom, my grandma, um, we actually were very close with her. Like we would spend a lot of time with her. She always said for me as a kid, she said that, um, there's, she told my mom, cause she was a very spiritual woman as well. Like she believed in reincarnation. Um, she believed in like a lot of different things. And she taught me a lot of stuff in terms of spirituality as a kid. Like I would just listen to her and I was always very fascinated. Um, I grew up very religious, you know, uh, we went to church and did all that thing from as a kid um, in terms of like what my mom um, raised us with. But we were always taught to kind of have an open mind. So I feel like in terms of spirituality, like for me, I've always been extremely open minded, extremely inquisitive. Um, although, yes, I was raised very religious. My mind has always been open to want to ask questions um, about like, what does this mean? Why are we here? All of that stuff. So I love this question. I think the purpose of life, um, I'd even co-sign on what Jessica said. Um, you know, I think we are, I think we're here. Like, I love that you, you gave the analogy of it being like a tree and we are all like the leaves and branches. Um, because it's funny how like even the cycle of a tree or the cycle of a plant, um, like obviously um, there's even times where the tree goes dormant, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there have definitely been different cycles within this universe of where the tree itself, we would say the entire universe and the totality of what it is, um, has been dormant, you know, and void of leaves, void of you know, even life itself. And so within our own life span, um, I think the purpose of our lives now is like you said, to, to experience, to learn, to grow, to understand, to, um, just have that knowing of what certain things are, you know, and so, mm. and be a part of something, because again, I truly believe we are all connected, especially energetically. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people don't necessarily feel connected, like, um, but that's like people's own prejudices and bias and things like that and things that you have been taught, but on an energetic soul level, we are all connected, you know, obviously yeah. we all look different, but, um, connectivity of who we are in as beings is always one and always is synonymous. Like we can debate that for days. That's, you know, no big deal, but, <laughs> um, yeah. and has God ever spoken to me? I'm going to try to make this one really short because I feel like God speaks to me all the time. Um, I've had very clear, vivid times where I've actually heard a voice and, um, like out loud, like I'm talking to you right now. And, um, I don't want to really touch in on that story because it would make it really, this episode turn into something like kind of deep and dark. Like I had went through a really dark period of time in my life. And um, basically I heard the voice of God tell me uh, not to do something. And um, it was very interesting <laughs> because mm. I've never experienced that ever. Um, and I actually thought it was crazy. I thought it was going crazy. I thought something was 120% wrong with me. Um you know what I mean? In terms of all of yeah. that. And, but I wasn't crazy. A hundred percent wasn't crazy. Um, and then also, so to segue even away from all of that, um, but do I hear the voice of God that I hear? Um, 
so yeah, I hear the voice of God every day within messages. Like I, I get a lot of synchronicities um, all of the time in terms of numbers, in terms of even specific signs that I've asked for from God. I see them. Um, and I would also even say just like intuition wise, like I, in meditation, um, even in my dreams too, I, from time to time will get certain messages, but I would even say that's more from like spirit guides. Um, <laughs> that, that could even turn, I don't want to like talk too long about this because I don't want to make this episode long on just one question, but yeah, I would definitely say, um, in my dreams, I, it's like basically all the same things you said, Jessica, <laughs> we're, we're always so in sync. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's, you know, about like what you we were just talking about as far as signs and into, you know, using your intuition, it's just like anything else mm -hmm. that you practice, like, you know, stay curious and yeah. also pay attention. And it's also um, like a muscle too. So it's like with exercising, like you're exercising your body, you can definitely exercise your intuition. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. Yeah. Test it, practice it. Mm -hmm. All right. Awesome. Good. I know. Um, <laughs> So this next one is kind of similar, um, okay. but so, you know, we don't have to spend too, too much time on it, but it's a really good question. Tell us about when you first tapped into your light spiritually. Mm. Um, you want, I guess I'll go. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, I, again, that's such a, I'm almost 40. So that's, that's remembering back. But I will say that I had a dream when I was a kid um, that I fought. I don't know. I hate to, I don't even like to say this word, but what we call the devil. Mm. Right. Um, and it was in my dream and. Oh yes. I remember it, you telling me about this. Yeah. It appeared in my room. Um, and it, and the, the crazy thing is that it kept, uh, it didn't walk. You know what I mean? So how do you fight something that you can't anticipate where its moves are going to be? It just would appear and blip in and out. And I remember running out of the room and running to my, to my mom and, and my mom, was looked how she did in real life. She's eating peanuts in her bed like she did back then. And she said, no, you have to do this on your own. And I just remember putting my head down and walking back in my room like, I can't believe, you know? And so it lifted me up at one point, like by the neck and I kicked the hell out of it. Um, mm. And it disappeared. And this has happened a couple of times in my life but I fought it in different ways. And it's almost as if the more that I evolved, the, the, the way that I combated it was different. Like in my mind or just being so spiritually confident against it that I was like, almost like, um, how dare you appear before me? Um, and so the next time I saw it or the very last time, it was actually a neutral being. Mm. It wasn't anything scary at all. Mm. It was just basically like, I, you know, whatever your desire is, if you're a negative person, then I'm going to assist you in being negative. If you're a positive person, I'll say, it was like, I don't have any, and I couldn't receive that earlier on. Mm. And there's no way I could have received something like that. Yeah. I still wouldn't. But anyway, I'll say tapping into the light is that I always, you know, some people say you should, you should, you know, balance out both. Right. Um, for me, I only deal with the light. And I, when I, I've been, you're posed with questions sometimes in dreams or in, in reality, like whether you admit it to yourself or not, you, you choose consciously to be light or dark. Mm -hmm. And I made a very stern conscious I was asked directly like in a dream would you ever consider and I was like absolutely not like there is no way on earth that I would mm. I didn't come here for it like it's not what I'm here for so anyway that was a when I first tapped into light I I don't know I think I would talk to my dad a lot about you spiritual too 
I would ask him, like, what is God? What is death? Um, does evil exist? If it does, can it, can it hear us? I remember asking my dad, can evil hear our thoughts? And if so, I have to be able to control my thinking mm. so that I, so it can't sense me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like under the radar. So I remember thinking, oh, I have to be neutral. You know what that reminds me of? Not to cut you off. Hmm. So that movie, A Wrinkle in Time, have you seen it? Mm, yeah. Where it's talking about like the id or the id or whatever yeah. it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's good to remain, because you, you remain neutral, you're remaining weightless. Right. And so you're walking, I, I like to call it walking gently upon the earth. So when you're walking heavy and your energy's heavy, then I think that's a lot of times what ghosts are. Mm. They're, they're not a, they became so heavy and so entangled in this reality that they didn't know that there was anything beyond it. Like they didn't seek anything beyond it. So to them, this is all there is. This is the totality of everything. And they're not, and you know, it's not that it's right or wrong, but I just think that they didn't walk gently upon the earth. They, they walked heavy. And so their energy and their essence is still here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Interesting. That's actually interesting that you would bring that up because that kind of segues into me answering that question. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, obviously you said the question was, when did I... Uh, First uh, tap into your light spiritually. Mm, okay. So I would say... Um, the first time, um, was probably when I was young and I lost my grandmother. Mm. Um, and it's not like, this is not like a deep story of me fighting the devil or anything like that. Like Jessica, <laughs> Jessica's a freaking warrior. Shoot. She was a freaking warrior as a little kid. She's like, devil, I'm going to get you. Hey, I was scared though. I'm not, I'm not acting like I was. I mean, scared. shit, I was I'd frightened. be scared right now as an adult. I don't want to be fighting no devil in my dream. Hell no. Hell no. Um, uh, man, I like oof, that just gives me chills right now. Um, right. Anywho, so uh, my grandmother, my mom's mom, so this is my mom's mom. Uh, my dad's mom actually passed away not that long ago, probably about eight years ago. I was going to say seven years Mm. ago. It was probably like eight years ago. Um, But my mom's mom, um, she died actually when I was five years old. And so Mm. um, she was sick for a really long period of time. And um, I just remember like as a kid when she was sick, a lot of things that I used to do to kind of like help her. Um, She Mm. was like one of my, she was like my favorite person in the world. Like I would say I had such a close connected relationship with my grandmother more than even my own mom, because my mom was a single mom and she worked all the time. So I didn't spend as much time with my own mom because my, you know, she was always working. So I spent a lot more time with my grandmother at that age. Um, And when she got sick and she was dying of cancer, I just remember like trying to ease her. So they were just like, I feel like as a kid, I just like went to a place. Like, I think I'm a natural caregiver but like also mm. a natural healer. And so in order to kind of like ease my grandmother's spirit, I remember just like being like a kid, not thinking anything of any of this stuff, but like there to like help her and like rub her head. I'd make sure like I'd go get her towels and like put them on her head and make her feel okay. But also mm. I would sing to her. Mm. Um, like all of the time I would sing to her as a kid. Um, and she used to just like love it. She'd grab my hand and she'd hold my hand. Um, and it's, I don't know why I thought to do those things. I just remember that was probably like the first time in my life that I feel like I really was connected to someone's soul in terms of them um, 
transitioning, you know, out of this life. Mm. Like I, I knew it as a kid that she was sick. I knew it as a kid that she was dying. It wasn't like I was unaware of it. Um, and even the day that she died, like the specific day, um, I remember feeling like I, I just knew she died. I knew her soul had left this earth. I knew her soul had left her body um, because I felt off physically. And I, this would probably be the first time that I knew looking, at least looking back that I was empathic and able to um, feel energy, you know, Mm -hmm. because that was like the first time I'd ever felt energy in terms of another being, which was my grandmother um, because we were highly connected to each other. And so um, I think I was trying to heal her in all of things that I was doing, you know, or uh, I wouldn't say try to heal her. Obviously, there was no healing her. She was going to transition out of her body. That was not up to me. Um, but I was helping to ease her spirit in her transition on her way out of her body. Um, and I just think I knew as a kid. And then even after she passed, um, it was very interesting because I connected with her so many different ways after she passed, um, I would say even now, <laughs> there will mm. be times where I know my grandmother is around. I can smell her. Um, she definitely doesn't venture far from me. She is always around me. Um, so I would definitely say when I was young, that was probably the first time that I tapped into my light. Because uh, like I said, I feel like I realized and recognized my gift, which is being empathic, able to kind of like sense energy um, and also transmute energy, you know? Um, yeah. It's interesting how as a kid, I was doing it in such a healthy way and how like even throughout my life, I've, I kind of learned to um, take on energy, especially as an empath in an unhealthy way, because there's different ways of being empathic. Um, and But in terms of like being a healthy empath, uh, we'll talk more about that, obviously, in our Spirituality 101 episode. But, um, you know, there's there's different ways of, like, how you can be healthy and unhealthy as an empath. Like, there's, I'll say just, like, really quickly, it's, like, the unhealthy empath is the one that wants to take on everyone's energy. The healthy empath is the one that wants to say, I acknowledge your energy. I feel it. But I'm going to allow you to transmute that. Right. I'm going to hold space for you. You know, I feel your energy, but I'm not going to take it on myself because I cannot be the one to heal you. You have to heal you, but I will be here for you to hold space, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So this conversation is putting me in such like a chill mood. Me too. I (laughs) I think it's the, for me, it's the wine. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. I should just get in the bathtub right now. (laughs) Right. Done. I'm done with this episode. Uh, I'm getting in the bath. Right. I'm spent. Uh, Well, you can't because we got a few more. (laughs) Just kidding. Okay. So this question says, also, tell us who you look to for mentoring slash guidance, Mm. who feeds your soul, books, audio, people. So I'll let you go first. Mm. Um, Mentor. I have so many. (laughs) I have so many mentors and the mentors come in terms of like people that I actually know. Um, I think I've had mentors throughout my life. Um, Like I said, like I would say both grandmothers, you know, Um, even my grandmother, my mom's mom who passed away when I was a little kid, she was definitely a big mentor for me, even spiritually because she was very um, open as well. 
Um, and then my dad's mom, same. Um, and I would say growing up, um, in my adult life, I've had so many mentors there. I mean, I, I don't know if I have time to really sit here and name everyone. <laughs> um, but uh, I would definitely say that I have a lot. And there are people that I know. There's also people that I don't physically know. <laughs> but I look to them in terms of like this person, who they are, what they embody, their energy, who like what they give off in terms of like what they're presenting to the world. Um, there's a lot of people I admire. Like, I don't think we ha- I don't know. I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> I don't know. There's, it's hard because it's like, God, like I could literally sit here. That could be an entire episode of me just sitting here to list all the people who have mentored me or guided me in my life. Um, in terms of, I wouldn't even just say spiritually, you know, um, but that's such a long list. So I will not bore you guys with that list, but I will definitely shout out one amazing person who obviously I'm having a great conversation with right now. Um, and I think this is also a reason why. It's <laughs> jerk. Do you want to cry? Are you going to cry? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> super sweet. No. Um, I feel like one person that I know in terms of like my life that I can definitely shout out. Obviously, like I said, that list is very long. Like, you know, um, but you, Jessica, um, are definitely someone you are like my soul sister. I love you. Like you uplift my soul all the time. Um, you know, and I think it goes both ways. It's like vice versa. Um, we both have this mutual exchange of being able to feed each other. So obviously that's why we started this podcast as well, because we just have this great like connectivity with each other to be able to go so deeply within our own personal spirituality, within ourselves, share that with each other. Um, in terms of books, gosh, there's so many. Um, yeah. It's really, really hard. Um, even audio, it's really hard. I would, it, it's, that's such a hard question. Um, but I, I guess I will say some of my favorite things that I have been um, into lately, because lately I've been actually trying to learn astrology. Um, and there's this guy, Colin. So he has this page on Instagram called Queer Cosmos. Um, he's like actually one of my favorite astrologers. Um, he breaks things down um, in terms of astrology in such a way that makes so much sense to me. Um, and I love I love astrology because obviously it ties very much so into spirituality. Um, and there's actually a book that I've been really wanting to learn um, and I and I want to understand and I would love to find a group of people who would love to dive into this book as well. It's called A Course in Miracles. Um, and mm-hmm. I have the book. It's really thick. And um, yeah. it's an amazing book. I've like just thumbed through it a lot, um, taken notes off of it. Uh, but I would love to literally like study it front to back <laughs> at some point yeah. in my life. But it's such a thick book. Um, and recently, um, she's not like a spiritual teacher or a spiritual guru. She studies shame. <laughs> Some of you out here that know her very well will know who she is before I even start talking about her. Um, but I would definitely say Brene Brown. Um, she's a doctor, Dr. Brene Brown, um, who studies shame um, and connectivity with us humans. Um, 
And I love her. She's amazing. One thing about Brene Brown that I love is that she also breaks things down in a way that resonates so much with my spirit. But it's like she obviously like she had a TED talk and talking about vulnerability. That's probably one of the biggest things that she kind of like is really well known for. Um, But even with that, it's like she's talking about shame and vulnerability, but she's so personal with it that you understand life because, or at least you feel connected to her because you see her own personal walk with vulnerability and shame, you know? And so I think that's kind of how we all tend to connect with one another is that we, we find commonality in our experiences um, because realistically we are all the same. <laughs> doesn't matter where you were raised, how you were raised. Yes. Maybe you were, you know, you know, maybe you were rich and you had, you know, no cares in the world, but maybe your parent wasn't there. And so you have issues of like abandonment because of X, Y, and Z. But even for me raised by a single mom, like we didn't have a lot of money, um, growing up, but we, we, we both have this commonality of the abandonment issues, et cetera. And we can find some sort of camaraderie in that, you know? So I love Brene Brown and how she breaks things down in terms of that, because she's just such an awesome human. Also, I would say Oprah, some people would definitely disagree with me in terms of Oprah. I also would say she's very similar to Brene Brown because Oprah is very open. She's very open and vulnerable with who she is and she has shared a lot of her story and who she is as a person throughout the years and has never placed herself. One thing I love about Oprah is that she's never placed herself above anyone in terms of stuff. Like even if you listen to some of her talks and speeches, she just she'll even say like the only difference between me and some other people is that I just, you know, obviously I have a lot of money now. And I have nicer shoes, you know? <laughs> mm, um, yeah. And I love that about her because she knows where she is and her place in terms of the world. She's a very powerful woman, but she does not see any difference between you and her, you know? And I don't think she treats people, people according to that. I've never met Oprah, but at some point in my life, I 100% will. I've actually even said that I will be working with her at some point. But I'm just throwing this out there in the universe even more because why the heck not? Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say I will stop there because, again, I can talk about this forever. Like, it's just, gosh, like, I wouldn't even know how to start to answer this question. Like, that's only, like, that's, that's not even the tip of the iceberg. That's, like, I just listed three people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. This is, uh, and again, we're going off the dome, so yeah. we haven't, you know, uh, which is what we wanted to do, so it's right. fresh. So um, I'm going to try my best as well. And I'm going to say my, my first person was my dad because he was very open spiritually. Mm-hmm. He would see things, um, and he was very, he allowed me to, both of my parents allowed me to delve deeply, in the, and I wasn't raised in any uh, sort of a religion. Mm-hmm. My parents did just kind of naturally say that we're Christians, but we didn't, you know, we, we were never made to go to church. Um, but my dad let me, you know, question if there's alien, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of things I, I didn't get shut down for. I'm going to say uh, the first person that I started to really open me up with Sylvia Brown, mm-hmm. Sylvia Brown mm-hmm. books. 
Um, and I actually bonded with one of my very best friends this day, Nicole Davis. That's how we, we were already close. But we were like 15 and 16 and we discovered this lady and we just, every single book. Was we, that from the had. Montel Williams show? Yes, she was on that show. I love it. Yeah, I don't think that that's, I don't know that that's, maybe, maybe her being, she, she was a psychic, yes. everybody. Um, so, but we had every book of hers and that just opened us up even more. Um, let's see. Of course, like people like your friends that are around you constantly. I went to Agape Spiritual Center, of course. Um, I had a mentor uh, from about 2011 to about 2013. Uh, no, it was four years. Anyway, so in that time frame, um, so I, his name was Dr. London and I don't know that I would necessarily, I, I can say that he definitely just working on yourself for every day mm -hmm. and raising your vibration, like literally being focused on that, mm. um, was, there's, it's priceless how much it accelerated my growth. That's so anytime you're working on yourself. Yeah, I just I think I just insane. posted something on the uh, Ascended Queens page today talking about raising your vibrations each day. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, it was a very big focus. Um, so books like yeah, uh, The Alchemist, love that. Um, a Course in Miracles, uh, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, mm. um, The Science of Mind. Um, the Urantia book is something I read when I was really young. It's huge, so it's but it's very deep. Um, huh, Matt Kahn. Oh, Matt um, <laughs> yes, I actually interviewed this guy, met him in person, and he's his energy is impeccable. Uh, my friend Joey, if you, like follow him. His name is Medium Joey Taylor. Um, he we we have just the craziest connection but just I mean I get to talk to like a medium and watch him develop and ask any question that like he's nosy like me super inquisitive mm -hmm. and because he has that ability to tap in he just gets these off the chain answers and responses from the universe and guides um Matt Kahn okay I had uh, seven Bomar mm. S-E-V-A-N Bomar like this guy you you do have to be you have to kind of lead up to him because he's so deep that if you just listen to him and you haven't kind of done any deeper, more expansive work, I mean, it, it could kind of go over your head or just be too much, right. but he's amazing. And he has uh, secret energy on YouTube. You've sent me his, um, his videos and I, I'm just like in awe of them, like for real. Yeah. He does not hesitate. Um, also Astro Quest is something he has on, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Whew. I think, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that that's, those are some people that like, I'm really um, drawn to and have been over the years. Um, I've probably had some more on my mind, but that, that's a start. <laughs> it's such a hard question because literally we could talk about that for like hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also I have like, my family's very spiritual. Like my, my, there's something about our generation. Mm. My first cousins were all very, and we have different gifts. So as a kid, we would like shut the adults out and they would think we were just playing video games and we'd be up talking about God and the universe until like two or three in the morning mm. when we were teenagers. Mm. And we thought we can't let them, for some reason we were afraid to let them know what we knew. Mm. Um, and so we all have this like, a few of my very first cousins and my brothers that I'm closer in age to 
have always tapped in. I've always taught my sister-in-law to, we just have different gifts, but it's all very like my one cousin can jump into dreams. Like, I mean, it's just my, my other cousin downloads information the same way that I do, but his is mathematics. Mm. So he can, he has, he sees the universe in, in mathematics. Equations. Amazing. It's anyway. So being able to have people like Jermaine and some of my other friends, Morgan in college who uh, was raised going to Agape. And so it just, merges with what you've accumulated that far and then you can add on to your knowledge and to your wisdom and take what doesn't resonate don't just blindly believe what anything that i just told you or any book that that, also i'm reading the kabbalion Mm. um but don't just take any book or any quote-unquote spiritual yes you should be your first resource um because you know yourself you're with yourself the most so it's really just clearing out everything else, all the distraction that has you not be in tune with yourself so that you don't know when you're getting a message yes. so that you, and you can ask your guides and yourself, your, your higher self to turn up the volume. You can say, can you, can you please speak clearly? You can say, can you, if I don't know what to do in the situation, can you give me a sign that's so clear, right. so impeccably clear that I cannot deny that, that this is what you were oh, saying? Oh girl, so, I have a story about that. You know what I mean? Do it. Okay. So I'm going to try to make this short because y'all know I be long winded as shit. So there was something, there was, okay, so I, this was years ago, Um, I was interested in this girl, um, and I didn't really know what to do in terms of her because it was very confusing. So I have this Buddha head, and the Buddha head is really heavy. It's not like a a small, it's like, it's small, but it's like maybe like the size of a grapefruit, Um, but it's heavy, so it's like Mm. solid. And um I asked the universe, I said, I need a sign, a very clear cut sign that I am supposed to do this or talk to her, reach out. Like, what am I supposed to do? Because I was really confused at the time. And so I, I was like, if I'm supposed to reach out, if I'm supposed to do this, let give me a sign. So I had left. I had left for the day and did all these things. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. So I um, literally come back home. And this Buddha head, by the way, uh, is outside of my house. It's near my mailbox. And in order for it to get... So I came back home and it was sitting on my porch on the doormat. And it was facing out towards me. And I was like, what the Mm. heck? Um, And basically, I also have a ring doorbell. So it shows and records... Um, any type of movement that goes by my house. Okay. Um, so the Buddha head had been moved from its spot by the mailbox to the doormat. And there was absolutely nothing that had been recorded on the ring doorbell in terms of motion at all whatsoever. And I was like, okay, got it. (laughs) Wow. Got it. Clear. Wow. Sign. I understand. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much universe (laughs) right like i yeah i i like that's probably one of the clearest signs i've ever gotten from the universe in terms of a lot of things um that i was like because i was really confused and i had even said like very similar to what you said i was like please make it very clear and obvious for me because i do not want to have to be confused about this anymore like i really want to know what to do and i was like oh okay cool got it understood Wow. And, and it's like, when you act from that place, like when, when the universe does give you a sign and you actually respect the sign Mm -hmm. and you're grateful for it, that it paid attention to, to you, Mm -hmm. 
it will give you more oh of that. Gosh. Like, but if you disrespect it or you ignore it, I mean, it stops talking to you just like anybody else would, right? Like, if I'm telling you something and you're not giving me the attention or you're not present, then of course I'm going to just talk to somebody else that is, or I'm no longer going to direct my energy in your in your way. Mm. So. You know, a lot of times people see 12 to 12 or 12, 12, 11, 11, a lot of those things. And like, girl, I see that all day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> all day. Yeah. And, and, and so you can utilize those mm-hmm. though. Like if you have a question, notice, look around, like what, what did the clock say when you, you know right. what I mean? You'll start to see little things or license plates. Ooh, I definitely will say we have like spiritual ap- episode. I want to talk about angel numbers. We should definitely talk about angel numbers. Yeah. So we won't get deep into it, but I just want people to be aware mm-hmm. of their thoughts and their energy, whatever you're focused on. Like if you're focused on negativity, and you can't get out of your head about maybe something that someone said, which I know is hard to do, then you're literally going to create more of it. So mm-hmm. another good, like quick, easy movie to watch too, if you're just beginning is The Secret. I love The Secret. Anyway. Yes. Love The Secret. I could even very, go off and, on and, The Secret and talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. And it's not too, you know, it's not super deep, but it makes sense. And, it, and it's a good starter, I yeah. think, right? For the law of attraction. Definitely. So, all right. So only a couple more. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see where we want to go next. So we talked about what feeds our souls. Mm -hmm. We talked about tapping into the light. This person wants to know if our light ever attracts darkness. And if so, how do we combat it? All the time. (laughs) All the fucking time. (laughs) All the time. But I wouldn't say, I guess I'm, I just, I guess I just decided I'm going to answer it. <laughs> answer, girl. Um, I would definitely say it definitely attracts darkness all of the time. Um, but I wouldn't say darkness in terms of like, I'm attracting darkness to me. Um, because I definitely am a very light, bright person who tries to keep my thoughts at bay or tries to keep things um, on a positive note as much as I possibly can. Um but I would definitely say in terms of there are often times where it's like it's like the moth to a flame type situation, you know. Um, so when you are shining bright and shining your light, there are times where people, you know, I, I work in the entertainment industry. I've worked in the entertainment industry for quite some time. Obviously, I'm a model now, um, but I started as a makeup artist. And so. Even when I worked in the entertainment industry as a makeup artist, I'd run into situations like this all the time. So I'll talk in terms of that um, because this is a very distinct um, memory that I have uh, of a situation where I pretty much walked onto set. Um, I had worked with that entire crew all the time. They loved me and adored me. This is back when I was assisting Um, as a makeup artist before I quickly moved into doing like my own jobs of being like a key makeup artist. Um, So I remember distinctly, it was this one day and we were working with a particular actress. Obviously I'm not going to say her name uh, because that's just foul. (laughs) And again, even though we talked about before, I was like having messy Monday and stuff like that. I would never ever just vocalize or throw someone's name out there like that because I'm just not that person. So um, I walked in on set. I had never worked with her before, but the artist that I was assisting um, had worked with her all the time. And so as an assistant, I'm literally just there to help keep that artist on track, help keep them organized, 
clean their brushes. Like you're basically doing the bitch work. Um, and so I'm there cleaning brushes, doing my thing off in the corner. Like a sh- I'm like a shadow, but a very tall shadow because you guys, like I told you, I'm like six feet tall. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this woman decided that I, something, I don't know. I feel like the moment I walked into the room, it was like something about me and my energy, everything just irritated the shit out of her demons. Cause I'll say that, um, she made it so uncomfortable for me to even be in that room that basically the artist that I was assisting asked me to leave. Like first he asked me, you know, Hey, would you mind going to put your hair up? And I was like, yeah, no, no problem. Is there a pro- is there a reason why my like is there something wrong with me having my hair down? He's like, no, I'll tell you later. And I was like, okay, no worries. So then I'm still, you know, keeping him organized, keeping cleaning brushes, off doing my thing in the very corner, trying to stay away. He even asked me, like, can you stay back? Like, I don't want you coming up to where the camera and everything is. And I was like, okay, no problem. Um, so then uh <laughs> What gets funnier is that he's like, hey, would you mind kind of wiping some of your makeup off? And I was like, hmm? Wow. Yeah. And I didn't really wear a ton of makeup then. Like, I still don't really wear a ton of makeup. Like, I, I do, like, depends on when I feel like it. When I feel like being, like, a drag queen, like, I'll do it up. But it was like, huh. So he wanted me to take my makeup off. And um, I'm like, all right, cool. No big deal. So then I'm there cleaning brushes, and they're still up in the front filming and doing all this stuff. So then... I don't know what's going on up in over there with them, but at a certain point I see him like quickly shuffling towards me. I see her quickly shuffling towards me. She's just like looking, glaring at me. And I'm like, okay, what's happening right now? And um, basically she like looks at me. Like I'm trying to really remember what she, I don't really remember what she said, but she said something. And it was like, I can't stand you. You need to get out of here. And I was like, what? And by mind you guys, like I hadn't said two words to this woman. Like I had said, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. That was pretty much it. And everything else, I was not speaking to her at all for the rest of the day. But for whatever reason, she just could not stand the sight of me mm. at for whatever reason, like who I was, what I looked like, every just me even being in the room. And so what, what it came down to was that he just was like, you know what, Jermaine, thank you so much for being here. I was his assistant for a really long time because, you know, he loved me. He, he was like, you're an amazing assistant. Um, but then even after that, like I went on to doing my own jobs. But the funny part is, is that this woman was just so irritated by the presence of me. And I didn't realize that until later on that I think that who I was, my light, my energy was irritating the shit out of whatever was going on within her, Mm. you know, because it's not like I did anything to her. I didn't say anything. I didn't look at her any type of way. I'm over here in the corner doing my job, just washing brushes. And then pretty much any and everything that she possibly could do to kind of like push me down. She did. And so I was like, okay, well that's fine. (laughs) I still got paid for the day, but it was just such an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about darkness. That's Oof. that's ugly. I have, girl, I have some others too, but I'll just keep it light with that story. <laughs> right. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, lift each other up, people. You, you we're lifting, especially in this industry, you guys. Like everybody's out here trying to work and, and do their job, but man. And I I do actually believe in karma. Um, mm-hmm. 
Um, but not just as a negative thing, just the cycle of life, you know, everything you put out just naturally comes back. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I do think you can attract darkness. I don't think that I attract darkness. I think I've attracted people who were, um, in need of nurturing or in need of light Mm. or were traumatized, um, or felt empty. So if you want to say that that's darkness because it's maybe void of light, um, Mm. or void of a certain amount of light, I definitely feel like Mm. I've attracted those types of people, I guess, that have needed healing. Um, I'm very aware of energy, especially heavy energy. So I, I feel, and I'm grateful for this. Like, I feel like I've been protected for the most part from like major darkness. And I usually pay very close attention to how I feel when I step into a room, if I feel Mm -hmm. something dark and it may not even just be a person, just accumulation of the energy that's there, um, Mm -hmm. or a being might be in there that just is, just feels ugly or heavy. I will walk all the way out. Like I do not play. If I feel like I don't entertain it, like I said, I'm, pure light. Like I will not entertain it and I don't have to justify it. I don't have to say like why I'm leaving this house or why I'm leaving this place. I just will get this icky feeling and I'm out. So yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah. Um, And you heard the, you know, how I've attracted, you know, darkness and dreams. And I think that, um, that affected my, my dreams until I, you know, that's why I had to keep kind of encountering that until, I was able to fight it on different levels. And Mm. so, yeah, like, I feel like whatever, you know, you entertain and whatever you're focused on can be the realm that you're living in. It definitely can be. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to get real with yourself on why you're attracting certain things. That's, that's a part of staying inquisitive too. Just look at life, you know, like, don't just, okay, what, what brought this on outside of me? And sometimes it's no, I didn't bring it on. Like I didn't do anything to attract it, but sometimes your soul wants you to learn, like build up that muscle. Um, right. And so, yeah, um, I also yeah. definitely sage um, pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And um, and I do that. I also have sage spray. And I do that when people leave my house or mm-hmm. just from whatever they might have brought in that, you know, I don't right. know who they encountered. So I'm big on that. I know we both have, you know, crystals and different things that we do and where to kind of protect us from um, yes. darkness. So, And I think we should talk about, so when we go into our next uh episode of like talking more about spirituality um i think it would be amazing to talk about ways of protection of how to protect yourself protect yourself spiritually yes 100 yes. because there's so many different ways like obviously through crystals through sage through oils um but also there's even a form of meditation um that you can do uh to basically and it's quick it's not really like getting into a meditative state it's like you literally close your eyes it's more, I guess, of a vis- visualization mm-hmm. um, than a meditation, but I, I kind of like, um, you can you can make it a meditation, like you can start your day with it. Like I do that from time to time too, especially when I'm going to work um, in terms of visualizing certain things and putting certain um, energetic fields around yourself and stuff like that. And I definitely think we could talk about that um, in that episode. Yeah, definitely. And definitely commanding, you know, the energy to be as yes. you want it. Like before I go somewhere, I usually try to 100%. bless uh, the experience. I yes, usually try to claim what mm-hmm. I want the experience to be. And it usually works. Girl, I just did that the other day. Like I hadn't, my first job of the entire year uh, of this year was last week. 
And um, this client I work with and like, obviously, whether they listen to this podcast or not, doesn't really bother me. Um, but they tend to be a little bit more difficult. Like their days are really difficult and hard. Um, they usually put like a lot of stuff out there and they try to fit it all into one eight hour day. Um, and that's rough on me as a model. Uh, my job is very physical. And people don't even realize that. But I said, when I woke up in the morning, I was like, today is going to be an amazing day. I definitely went and sent the energy and put protection over the job. Um, but even leaving out, I was like, oh my gosh, I was just visualizing on my way to work exactly how things would be. I was like saying like exactly how I wanted things to go. It was going to be an easy day. It was going to be so much fun, like all of this stuff. And that is exactly how my day went. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good little practices, and we'll definitely jump more into that. Um, yes, in that episode. it's real. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay, so we have one last one. Oh, gosh, um, here we go. Yeah, and this is a good one. It's interesting. So what do you guys think <laughs> about ascending and awakening journeys using psychedelics or hallucinogens, such as mushrooms and marijuana, um, although we can be mm. classified as a depressant, stimulant, or hallucinogen? Ooh, um, <laughs> <laughs> you said as like, wait, to use it as an awakening mm -hmm. tool, mm -hmm. like to force yourself to awaken or like, I mean, I guess that question, I, I feel like leads me to have more questions, but, um, I actually don't mind. Like I personally will from time to time use cannabis or marijuana, um, in terms of spirituality for myself now, like, um, in many different aspects, obviously I will use marijuana just to relax myself. But, um, there are times where if I really want to get in a deep meditative state, um, I will definitely use it because, um, it for me is a third eye opener or an eye opener. It's very awakening for me. Like you, like the question kind of said, um, because, Interestingly enough, I don't know why marijuana for me is like this. For most people, it's not. Um, but for me, for whatever reason it is, it's always been like this. Like ever since I started like smoking when I was in my uh, teens in high school, <laughs> you know what I mean? I've, all, I've had the craziest experiences that um, just, I, they've just been really crazy. They've been wild. And um, now I had gotten to a place within uh, my teens and even early 20s where I stopped smoking in public, smoking or even like doing edibles or, or um, any type of tincture with uh, CBD or THC in it. Um, like I will not do that and leave the house. And I, I still don't to this day um, because for me, energetically, it opens me and gives me such an awareness of my surroundings, of the energy surrounding me. I'm already aware of it. Just like I have this sense, this knowing of energy, just like you said, like when you enter a room and you feel that heaviness, um, like that's naturally something that happens to me all of the time. But when I smoke marijuana or when I like, you know, have an edible or something like that, it is times like a hundred. And there are times where I actually even visually see certain things, but I won't go into that because that's like some real deep, crazy spiritual shit that I'm not sure our listeners are ready for. <laughs> Um, we'll get into that though, because yeah, who's to say some yeah. of them, you know, might be more advanced than this. And it's just a reminder. Right. I mean, this is, it's, it's also, I believe part of my gift as well. Like, um, 
marijuana for me is an eye opener. I would say a third eye opener because your third eye definitely sees and is aware of things that your physical eyes Mm -hmm. and your spirit, it's like your, it's like the eye to your spirit, you know? Um, and your physical eyes don't necessarily always see what your third eye picks up. And so it's very interesting to me what happens to me (laughs) while I'm, I'm on marijuana, but I, because of what happens to me, with marijuana, I've never done any of those other things like shrooms or any other psych- psychedelics um, because I'm scared, to be completely honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking terrified. If, if, if marijuana, which grows from the ground, you know, does that to me, I don't even freaking know what I would do on like LSD or shrooms or any of those things. I think I would just trip the fuck out. <laughs> I know I would. Um, yeah, I haven't used any of those and I don't really smoke um it just hasn't been my, my thing. I don't really smoke that much, I guess, um, in my life. Um, I'm not against it. I definitely, uh, want to do shrooms, but I just feel Mm. like I got to the place where I would be, well, maybe the last couple of years when I I would be more open to it. Um, I have, I do know people that have taken ayahuasca and so I'm definitely Mm. not against Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I would definitely do it responsibly. Um, and it's funny because, um, I know someone, I just actually had a text message about all of these hallucinogens and he's like, oh, wow. been, yeah, he's been, you know, he was like a hippie type of a guy. <laughs> so he's been doing this since like the seventies. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to read like some of what he said about it. And he said, it's a mental step above just getting high. It's literally getting into ancient truths about being a human on this planet and in this real and false existence. It, mm. for me, was a religious experience equaled by nothing else in my life, period. And he's, he's talking about ayahuasca? He's talking about shrooms. Um, and I also mm. believe he did LSD. Um, mm. And he just said it changes people's lives for the better. It's a self-realization. Um, I've heard, actually, so uh, I've talked about this in my blog of my ex being d- depressed. We actually watched this um, episode. It was like something like called pharmacopoeia or I don't remember what it's called, but it was all about like LSD, um, and shrooms and things like that and how they've actually helped people or even ayahuasca have helped people with their like mental illnesses and depression because Mm -hmm. they come to a certain realization about life, about themselves, about the mental illness itself and how it's weighing on them. And they're kind of like able to work through that in those processes. Yeah. One of my best friends did it and she, uh, definitely, you can talk to literally like your emotions in the form of like Mm. different beings and you Mm -hmm. purge a lot with ayahuasca, like every part of your body is purging. Um, so yeah, I I wouldn't be against it. Do I think, you know, do I think it's something that I would want to rely on to tap into, regularly no like me personally yeah. i wouldn't want to rely on it i'd want to get to a certain level where i was able to but i think it's it's nature and i think that it's probably for somebody that's already open it's going to be magnify it so i'm excited to to try it i, I would not do lsd <laughs> but i would <laughs> yeah. start with like uh maybe some shrooms and see so if if we do guys we'll let you know what mm. we what we saw <laughs> girl let's go to the freaking deep depths of like the forest so that like there's like no light and it's just like all stars and we can just get high on some shrooms i'm down to do that that sounds 
I feel like I would go to a whole other planet. Like I'd leave my body, go to a whole other planet, talk to some my alien people, right. and then come back. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I'm, I totally feel like I'm an alien. I don't ever, I've never felt like myself. I've never felt like a proper human on this planet. Like I've always felt like something was different about me than pretty much everybody else that I've met on this planet. But that's just me. Um, no, it's not. So yeah. <laughs> well, it's not. Yeah, I was yeah. actually, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, in terms of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I have some, uh, we'll see if we'll go that deep, you know, on these shows. And if you guys want us to, yeah. we definitely can have some, some yeah. alien hybrid type of stories too. I don't know if I would want to mm. share the deep, some things you just, some things I think you're, are just for you, but yeah. we'll see. We'll see what comes out. We'll see. <laughs> um, Man, yeah. these questions, this show has been like, whoo. Yeah. I'm glad I had this wine because I felt like it relaxed me enough to not make me like freak out too much. And like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how I get, I start cursing up a storm. <laughs> I mean, it was, they're really good questions. And I, I definitely yeah. uh, like, I'm impressed by the questions and I hope that we answered them as thoroughly as we could and hopefully sparked something within you to um, add to your, your experience. I definitely agree. Um, man, this was an amazing show. I loved it. Yeah, same. Can't wait. Can't wait yeah. for more. More to come. I know. Well, I guess this is a wrap on getting to know me and Jessica in terms of like who we were, my last episode, my questions. And then this was her whole lot of questions as well. And I hope this gave you guys a deeper understanding of who we are and where we come from in terms of ourselves, in terms of how we think and how we feel um, about our beings and spirituality and the universe, etc. Yes. So until next week. Until next week, we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Peace. <laughs>